the MPA podcast. My name is Essica Cage Rosario and I am the president of the Memphis Police Association. This podcast is brought to you by the men and women of the Memphis Police Association and we are here to let you know our place in the community of Memphis. Welcome to our podcast. We are everyday people. Hello, this is Kenneth Walcott with the Memphis Police Association. Officer Spangenberger. Officer Michael Jackson. And today uh, we're going to have a discussion about, well, a little bit of everything. I've got two of my friends and longtime partners that I've worked with for several years here, and hopefully we'll have a really entertaining discussion for you. And trainee. Oh, that's right. I did train you, didn't mm -hmm. I? That's, You're old, sir. I am old, and <laughs> they actually consider me a relic now. And they put an antique tag on me when I walk around. So I think, uh, Michael Jackson, you're in the same boat. You're about my age. Yeah, yeah, about your age and about the same time on the MPD. Yeah, 18 eight, years. 18 glorious years. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, we're, so I was going to ask y'all uh, some questions uh, while I'm here, um, and one of which is what brought y'all to the, the police department? Why did y'all want to be a police officer? Uh, basically, I wanted to be a police officer. Um, I grew up in uh, a place called Lemoyne Gardens. Uh, it was a Memphis Housing Project uh, right across the street from Lemoyne on, uh, on College. Um, that was uh, very crime-ridden. Uh, um, saw a lot of things, and I also went through a lot of things. Uh, had some bad experiences uh, with some police officers and some good experiences. And basically, um, it's the old adage, uh, be the change you want to see. Mm -hmm. And that's how I stepped up uh, to the plate, and that's why I became a police officer. And we're better off for it. <laughs> and how about you, uh, Trey? Well, it's funny. I actually um, never thought I would be the police. When I grew, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be a weatherman. So yeah, it was crazy. Really? Like in school, I, I was fat, you know I was always scared of weather when I was growing up, thunderstorms, stuff like that. As I got older, it became intriguing to me. And then I was like, man, I really would like to be the weatherman. That'd be cool. And then I was in school for it, and I was like, nope, never mind. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> what else intrigues me? And I thought back to when I was in second grade and when I was living in Nashville, uh, or right outside Nashville, uh, a police officer came to our school for a show and tell. And he showed us all of his equipment, you know, the squad car and stuff like that. And as soon as he turned on the lights and siren, it was over with. You were hooked. I was hooked. So in second grade, that's always been in the back of my mind. So I was like, since I didn't want to be the weatherman anymore, I was like, I'm going to go be the police. And then I was living in Memphis, and um, quite frankly, the bridge incident happened. And that was right before I came on. And my family was like, are you crazy? That's what you want to go do? And it just backed me up even more. I was like, that's exactly what I want to go do. So I, I did it, and I couldn't be in a better place well i'm glad you hear that i kind of had a similar experience when i was as far back as i can remember you hear people say that phrase all the time but i look back and i was like i knew what i wanted to be as this was about six years old i decided i wanted to be a tyrannosaurus rex <laughs> and <laughs> i there was that really just didn't pan out for me and but I had met a lot of people throughout my community where I grew up that were police officers, and I just thought the world of them because they were always just so nice. You could see them walk in a store, and everybody's like, oh, hey, Officer John, and everybody was so friendly. I was like, God, this guy's like a celebrity, man. He walks in, and it's like, you know, Michael Jackson, the <laughs> other one, walks in, and, uh, you know, everybody was just so ecstatic about it and that made an impression on me and then you know watching crime shows and stuff you thought oh, I could be a detective you know that might be pretty neat to do so um, I was actually at, an, at a, my own business for a little while and uh, but I, I, I was at a desk all day and I just didn't have much interaction with people and my wife says are you really happy doing what you're doing I said I just don't feel really fulfilled doing it because I'm really not interacting with many people I'm kind of in a feel like I'm in a cave every day and I made a list of, of things if, if I had the perfect job what would it be it would interact with people it would help people and I'd get self you know gratification from from doing things that I thought were meaningful 
and I came up with law enforcement officer. And um, so at that time, I looked around and said, where, where, if I was going to do that, where would I do it? And at the time, Memphis had the best pay and the best benefits, so it was kind of a no-brainer for me. So I put in an application and and uh, went through the academy, and here I am today. So 18 how, years. How later. long did it take you when you filled in your application? How long did it take for you to hear back? Uh, almost a year. At, at the miles. time, it was very hard to get hired on the Memphis Police. It was very sought-after position. Okay. So, but yeah, it you know that's one of those things. As, as times change, they go through, you know, the pendulum swings back and forth and that goes back and forth. So, but uh, uh, I've always enjoyed it. I've, I've never really looked back. I can't see that I could have done anything else that I would have liked more. It was like coming to a, a, a every day to a place where all my friends were. And it was, I was like, at times I was like, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do this because I just <laughs> enjoyed it so much. But uh, I guess. I ought to ask y'all, what are y'all looking to do in the future on the job? I mean, there's so many positions here at the police department. I tell people that all the time. They're like, golly, you're kind of stuck doing the same thing. I said, you're just far from it. You've got aviation, you've got crime scene, you've got mounted patrol, you've got canine units. There's so many different avenues you can pursue here. Did y'all, are y'all uh, where you're wanting to be at the moment? Or do you have any future aspirations of where you want to go? Go ahead, senior officer. Um, I know I at least want, want to make major. Um, I'm very open to um, where I would fit in um, as far as sergeant. I think I want to do economic crimes. Um, sure, I, you know, after that, uh, make lieutenant. Uh, I would love to be on uh, uniform patrol as a lieutenant, um, help bringing up uh, younger officers. Um, I think I had a, uh, I'm a waiting. Uh, to be promoted to sergeant, so my my hope my street years hopefully will be behind me in a year or two. Um, so, but I think I, I have I had a lot of fun uh, being on the street. I, I was the type I was the neighborhood patrolman. Um, I believe you had to be in touch with the people. Uh, at the same time, you, you know, I enforced. But at the same time, I saw the humanity and the people I patrolled uh, on a daily basis. So I, I would like to give back uh, and uh, help the young officers come up. Sounds good. Well, uh, what about you, Mr. Spankenberger? That's amazing. That's <laughs> so amazing. You're such an amazing person. I really want to be like you when I get to. You know, you're being sarcastic, but he is an amazing person. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I want to do motors. That that's one of my end goal. One of my goals in the department is to uh, get to motors and make it through motor school. Um, I have a fascination with motorcycles. I have one myself, and um, and you know you're not supposed to mix uh, pleasure and work. You know, so people always said you know when you go to motors, you're gonna be riding a motorcycle all the time, and you're not gonna enjoy it when you're off work anymore. But I, I just I have to find that out for myself. Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm hard headed when it comes to stuff like that. I don't listen to some people. When it comes to things yeah, like that, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, uh, training officer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> officer, I apologize. <laughs> but anyway, no, um, I really do want to go to motors, and I feel like uh, that's just going to be a stepping stone for something in my career, you know. But we'll see. Yeah, I've pretty much decided what I want to do. I want to be. I, I would like to go to Mountain Patrol and also be a detective back at, at Mount Moriah, where I started from. I enjoyed being a detective at Rains. I learned a lot there. I uh, learned everything there. Had some great lieutenants. Uh, so, but I'd also, yeah, I'd like to go to Mount Patrol, maybe dog patrol, aviation, and crime scene, and homicide. So, and so, do you, do you, you do and realize, you do realize that how long you've had on this department, right? I know, yeah, I know. Okay, you can. But I just love where I was at so much. Walcott. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to squeeze a lot in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what you're you saying is be, my lifespan is not long enough to do all do that. Do you think there's going to be that many bids left? No, no, no. Come on. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, well, maybe I'll live long enough to do all that. I don't know if I'm going to. Uh, Harbor Patrol, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, you got to have about you 30 keep, years on to do that. Yeah, you can keep dreaming. But, the, uh, I mean. <laughs> so tell me tell me something, uh, one of your funniest stories for the police department. I'm really rolling the dice here because you never know what they're going to say. You know, that is another perk, by the way, if you didn't know, to being a police officer is you have the best stories that will one-up everybody at any party. 
if you go to a party and somebody says, what's your craziest story? You're going to win every time. Uh, so I didn't know if y'all had any particular ones that y'all right. I know you have. I, I have plenty of crazy stories, but the most memorable story, and it got recorded and it's on Facebook, and it is when um, we get a call to a church parking lot about some kids playing basketball. And so, you know, me being pretty much a grown kid, I was like, well, I want to play basketball. So I was playing with kids, and uh, this kid came up to me. He goes, I bet you can't score on me. I said, I bet you I make the shot right in your eye. And I did. <laughs> and, I, and I just never let him live it. You know, I didn't let him live it down. And I go back and look at that story that's on Facebook, and I'm like, this is probably one of the most memorable moments because, A, what I said came true. I did make the shot, and it was amazing because I thought I was going to brick it. I thought I was just going to hit off the backboard. I was going to embarrass myself in front of these kids. But, you know, I just drained it, you know, because I'm a natural athlete. So, yeah, yeah I've totally. Never, I've never actually noticed that. I, <laughs> I bet I bet no listener here was expecting him to say that for a police story. You're all waiting for some crazy police chase or I, something I, like that. He's like, no, look, I, I schooled a kid in yeah, basketball. Yeah, well, I, I've been in police chases, you know, and I've been in, in you know, there are adrenaline rushes, of course. But they get a little mundane, don't they? Yeah, it's while. just, it's, it's just it's, another thing. When you realize the safety issue in it, it's just like, and yeah. I can I do without this. What about you, Michael? Uh, my funniest story, uh, got involved in a high-speed chase. Here um, we my go. train he was driving. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Those are always. About to make us look really bad. <laughs> no, we? he just came to a complete stop. <laughs> <laughs> we are done. Uh, he went for like a minute or two. I was like, what are we doing? And he's like, uh, I need you to drive. <laughs> so it's like, we switched. We went on to get him. But I was like. He put the Fred Flintstone brakes on. He was fairly new. I think, I think it was like his third or fourth day. So We're not yeah, doing sometime, that. Sometimes, you know, the stress got to him. So. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, Can you oh. imagine walk out and just being in the middle of a street, in the middle of a chase, and all of a sudden just stop and like, hey, we're, we're let's switch seats real quick. No, I'm not. I, I really can't do this. He, I'm not he, ready for this just yet. He, he said no moss. He was done. I've had the same thing happen. I've had a trainee look at me and go, why weren't you driving today? It wasn't me, by the way. I was not that trainee. I was like, uh, no, that was not you. That yeah. was another one. I was that a really I had. good trainee. Um, you know, I got so many stories that I they run through my head, but uh, one of, about one, other officers, I tell you, though. one of the ones where I almost had a cardiac arrest. Uh, yeah, well, some of them. <laughs> but I, I was on a side street over in just a little area where you know they they've been known to have you know some chickens out there and stuff, and it was funny. But I, I pulled up and was just pulling over to do a report on a stolen car. No big deal. Had the, had the window rolled down. And you ever know, can you feel when somebody's watching you? Something's looking at you, somebody's looking at you, and you just feel like somebody's looking at me. I can feel hair it. Hair on your neck stood up. And, and I saw out of the corner of my eye, I said, oh, there's a dog approaching my car. And I kind of looked around like, oh, my gosh. So I was about to lean back and look at the dog because it was a you know decent-sized dog, probably a great dang. And a horse stuck his head in my window. And I nearly came out of my clothes. I mean, I was just jumped out of my socks. I was like, oh my goodness, a huge horse just sticks his head in the window. I was totally expecting it was a dog. I don't know why, just out of the corner of my eye, I thought it was a dog. But uh, a great day. Oh, I, I, I seriously, I, I, I had to get out of the car and walk around for a second because I was like, I might be having a heart attack right now. My arm's numb, so uh, <laughs> at least it'll be on duty. So, But uh, make sure you get well, paid. What did he die right? of? Well, you know, a horse looked at him so <laughs> that might be a little weird but uh the uh, one of the, the the other one that i tell occasionally uh, i was sent to check on somebody that was beating on windows at an intersection asking for money they're like hey, you know being super aggressive about it you know and we're like hey that's not cool you can't do that you're scaring scaring people so i pulled up to this guy and uh this was over in our area in park you know it's funny yeah i rolled down the window and said hey you know you're harassing you're harassing me. I'm getting, I'm getting reports that you're knocking on windows and being really, you know, aggressive. You can't do that. And he looked at me. He gave me the look. And I was like, okay. Well, Mr. What's your name? And he goes, huh? And I said, what's your name? He goes, who, me? And I said, oh, gosh. You have warrants, don't you? 
Because nobody says when you're the only one there who that's the if you have a warrant, that's what you say. Who me? Yeah. Y'all know this. And I said, what is your name? He goes, Smith. I said, so it's a one word name, kind of like Madonna or Cher. It's just that's what you go by, Smith. And he was, I said, what's your first name? And he goes, um. I said, how do you spell um? He said, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's. I said, just stop, just stop. I know you've got warrants, so we're gonna go ahead and settle this right now. I'm gonna check you for warrants, okay? Because you're you're not even supposed to be standing in the street like this anyway. Technically, I could arrest you for that, but maybe we'll let you go if you don't have any warrants. And he goes, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, I do have warrants. I said, okay, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm just gonna get out of the car, and I'm gonna probably have to arrest you for him. He goes, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that, but I'm gonna be honest with you again. I'm gonna run when you get out of the car. <laughs> and I said, I'm cool with that because that's kind of your job. But my job is to get out of the car and check you. So I am gonna do that. I'm not joshing you, it's gonna happen. He goes, okay, so how you wanna do this? I said, I guess, what, on three? <laughs> he said, okay. I said, all right, I'm gonna open the door on three. I'm coming out. He goes, and I'm seriously gonna run. I said, let's do it. Ready? One, two, Three, I opened the door and he struck out running. I closed my door and I just followed him in my car until he got tired and I picked him up, put him in the car. But, uh, you know, that's that's how those things happen. You never know what you're going to get on the police department. It's a different uh, it's a different call every day. And, and uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. you got to have a passion for it. This isn't a job that you say, hey, I'm going to go do this to get a check. Did it, if, that's your, if that's why you're coming, that's the wrong reason to come because it's, it's not that job. But... Uh, it, uh, there is a lot of gratification in it. I know I have, and I've, and like these guys, you get to know all the business people around, and when you become that guy, when you walk in the store, everybody's like, oh, hey, Officer Ken, how you doing? It's good to see you, and it, it's a good feeling when you have a lot of people doing that and recognizing you and, and going, hey, you know, we, we appreciate the job you do. So if you do see those officers, I know you're thinking, oh, they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it from me. Yeah, we do. Go ahead and go up, tell that officer that he's doing a good job and you appreciate what he's doing. Just we, not when we're eating. That's true. Just not when we're eating. If we're sitting down <laughs> at a restaurant true. and we're eating, please don't come up well, to us. Well, if you do, I don't <laughs> mind that. If you come up and say, hey, I appreciate the job you do. But I have had this happen when people come and sit down with you and they're like, hey. And you're like, oh, well, I'm kind of in the middle of eating. And they're like, no, that's cool. I don't mind. And they keep talking to you. And then they go, look, I got a traffic ticket about two years ago. And I'm like, so we're pretty sure that's probably already settled. Yeah, but what do you think about this story? I'm like, I probably really don't have to hear this. <laughs> it's two years old and, you know, it's pretty much done. So it's okay. You don't have to tell me about it. Yeah, it was actually in Kansas. <laughs> like, okay, well, uh, do you know any officers in Kansas? <laughs> People say that. Have you ever noticed that? If you're a police officer, like, I know, I know a police officer in California. His name's Jonathan Irwin. Do you know him? like we're we're close but we're not that close <laughs> so, i've heard the name yeah yeah so yeah. i don't know if have y'all had that happen of course yeah. yeah oh yeah you know it cracks me up even on the memphis police department they'll say oh do you know john stewart i'm like hmm let me think where does he work oh he hadn't been on for like 15 years he retired 15 years ago i'm like how old do i <laughs> What do you think? I'm like 93 or something? I don't know. I don't look that old, do I? I hope I don't. I'm not going to answer that question. Well, I am. I'm getting a little gray. You are. Uh, you know, but you know what? I, I have also taken a compliment. One of my old partners said, I want to know what, what you're coloring your hair with. And I said, dude, I'm not coloring my hair. He said, I'm two years younger than you. I got all gray hair. And I said, I know, but that's just, you know. That's just a thing for you. I know. You talking about salt and pepper right here next to us? Uh, you know, I was looking at him, but I, I don't think he noticed that until you pointed that out. I Thanks a lot. That. I, that's Sorry, that's Mike. what we called Sorry, snitching. <laughs> he busted me out. Sorry, Mike. Dang, Trey. Oh, officer, officer spanking. Have I ever pronounced your name correctly? I don't. I don't think anybody's ever pronounced my Spankin name correctly. Spanking burger. No. There's no K. That's what I know. It's I, a G. That's what I tell people. Spangin. I didn't say with Spangenburger. a K. Come on, say it with me. I'm Spankenburger. No, there's Spangin. no K. Spangen. Spangenheimer. Is this how y'all acted in the car? Oh, you have no idea. When we were in the car together, it was... <laughs> it was a it was... competition for air, I can tell you that. Yes. Wow. Oh, man. This guy talks so much. I talk a lot. I, that is true. I know. That's what I just said. <laughs> 
I feel sorry for all of your rookies. I, I feel I, sorry for the not, viewers because they're like, what is going on right now? We were. I'm just saying, sleeping. like, if if your rookies didn't have the attitude that I did when we were in the car, mm-hmm. then I know they hated you. Yeah, they probably did. They, they were like, ah, leave this guy. You're probably just a really mean FTO. Well, how you, can you say that? I was your FTO. I wasn't for a little bit, only because one of my off, my, my real training officer off, was his real training officer quit. No, my real <laughs> training officer. What does what does that tell you? No. No, my real training officer got hurt, air quotes, jumping a fence. So yeah, that's what he said because you know what he told me? I cannot spend another day with that guy in the car. He He's never yours. even rode with me. I, I know exactly who that was. I do too. Yeah, well, okay. He left this department though. Well, he did. He did, but uh, along with a lot of other people. <laughs> so you see, now you see Michael Jackson. What I had to put up with. <laughs> So you should probably buy me lunch tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Sa- says the guy yeah. who was making voices on a traffic stop. Like that has never he happened. He makes impersonations on a traffic stop. I've never done that. I've never done that. The uh, I, I can't help it. If I watch Monty Python, the English comes out. I don't know. It happens. I, 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 I get stuck like this, and I start talking like this, and my wife's like, "Oh my God, you're going to get stuck doing it again." And I was like, I, she goes, please stop watching anything English. Because, like, oh, you know, what, what was that show with the, uh, they, they, oh, that Hold was on. A, what year? What year? Uh, well, <laughs> at any rate, uh, it, I get stuck talking in the accent. You know, like the crocodile guy, you know, before he passed away, unfortunately. Um, uh, you remember that guy, that Australian dude? We used to watch that all the time. And, I, and, and I'll be talking weird. like this all the time. And my wife's like, just when you hear it, you do it for like the next 10 minutes. And I'll be like, oh, no, I don't mean to do it, but I'm going to stop any minute. And I'm sorry about that. And she's like, "If you, I swear we're going to have a domestic report on you if, if we don't do that, if you don't stop doing that. But, so I can only imagine your poor wife. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. She's she's a very – I'm married up, dude. I'm married up so Didn't good. Didn't we all, though? Uh, I know you did. I've seen your wife. <laughs> You married way up. Yeah, she's a baby. I'm worried. I'm wondering if I don't know what you did to to obtain her, but I don't know either. <laughs> what about you, Michael? What about me? Yeah, what about you? Uh, you we, we're, we're just dominating the conversation here. I need to get some Michael action. Yeah, come on, salt and pepper. Michael Jackson action. Action Jackson. Remember that show? <laughs> I think Carl Weathers was in that. Hey, you know his nickname. He, he kind of looked like. Carl you know his nickname Weathers. is Big Thriller, right? Thriller. Thriller. Big Thriller. Why do they call South you that? Memphis. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That sounded like a complete, uh, let's go another direction, that deflection. <laughs> I'm an expert at deflection, trust me. I know, I know. I, I watch a lot of politicians. I know how to do deflection, so. Okay. What else we got going on? Oh, no, what do you got on your sheet over there? You see, you got notes. Oh yeah, yeah. I was looking at stuff to try to keep me on track, but I've completely disregarded these, as everybody can attest to this. Listen to me. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What other topics do we were supposed to cover? John, you know, John kind of threw this on me at the last minute. So, uh, hey, right. Y'all, yeah. y'all can we'll talk call him producer John. Producer John. Producer John. <laughs> I think he wanted to talk about the academy. Oh yeah, yeah. didn't recruit, he? Uh, if an aspiring aspiring recruit came to the academy. Oh yeah, yeah, that's today. right. That's right. That's Thank right. you for that's bringing right. us back on yep, track. Yep, yep. There what, we go. What would you advise? What would I advise? Yeah. If you're an aspiring aspiring to go to the police academy, run a lot, <laughs> a whole lot. Not away. Not away. Just you, if you, practice running. You will run away if you don't run a lot <laughs> yes. before you get there. We. Oh, I just felt so bad. We had a girl in our academy class. She was running with me. And she was, you know, she was, you know, healthy young lady. And um, she, we were out there running, and it was just the first quarter mile. And all I can remember running, we were trying to get in cadence, but she kept messing our cadence up because she kept going, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. <laughs> That's, she chanted that the whole time we were running. She didn't, she, day two, she was like, I'm done. Uh, like I said, well, you didn't know we had to run a little bit when we come here. So, yeah, make sure you get in shape because you, that isn't a, you know, thing. But, uh that would be my biggest thing. Or or you could be like me. So in my academy class, I did not get in shape before I came. You're still not in shape. I'm still not in shape. But round is How shape, thank you. Leave me alone. Round is um, shape. So <laughs> when I was, like, I remember the story. So it's like either the first or second day of PT. And. Is this a secret? Cause you're no, no, no. It was Officer Patrick. 
you know who she was our I know yeah. Officer Patrick okay. well. Well, she was our lead, and for some reason I was up front of the slow group. She's like a Navy SEAL. Almost. I was up front of the slow group, yeah. so that means I was super slow, mm-hmm. like running. And we were doing, you know, we ran a little bit, and it wasn't even a lot, but I was like drained for some reason. I was just tired. I was drained, and we had to go do push-ups, and we had to run, and we had to go push-ups and burpees. Well, I accidentally let a cuss word slip out of my mouth right in front of her. Oops. And Not so, if, if y'all don't know Officer Patrick, she was she was short. She was short. But she scared the ever-living daylights out of me. I'm 6'4". seal material. Look, when I was in the academy, I was 6'4", a good 270. Okay? I'm, I'm not a small dude. I'm a big dude. This little officer scared the bejesus out of me. Okay? I, I, she was like, did you just cuss? And I was like, no, ma'am. She's like, are you lying to me? I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I, told her, I was like, yes, I'm sorry. What to do. Please don't I was, hurt me. I was scared of my mind, and uh, it cost our group a little bit more push-ups. I'm sorry, guys. Yep. Yep. That's the other thing. Yeah, try, try to get in the habit of not using any potty words. Uh, and uh, oh, I got another story. Well, we were, my class was – I got a lot of stories about the special. 123rd. Right. what would you advise a new recruit? Thank you for bringing us back on track. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what, what, what advice, what motivation, what outlook would you give a new recruit? Stick with it. Don't quit. Mm-hmm. And study. And study. What would be your words, Michael? Um, well, basically, um, the weight of the world would be on their shoulders. So I ask them, I would ask them if they're ready. ready. Um, they have to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be uh, a lot of times you have to be fearless um, out here in these streets uh, you're going to deal with a lot but at the same time you have to be a friend to the community that's absolutely um, true sometimes uh, I get, I get uh, new new trainees and they think our job is just to lock people up uh, lock people up let's go lock people up and at the same time and at the same time I know that sometimes we go lock up the bad guy and I, I noticed there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. So it's up, it's, it's up to me to get them to realize this is still, still a human being. We still have to have compassion. We still have to respect. We're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do my job. Mm-hmm. The guys on the street know I'm gonna do my job. Of course. But at the same time, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the utmost basic responsibility to, to show compassion, to show respect, to treat those people like you wanna be treated. That's absolutely true. So uh, when when you come through, you need to know it's serious. And I know we're horsing around a lot right now, but it is serious. But it is a very rewarding career, and it's something that uh, I think a lot of people really aspire to be, but it's just not for everybody. So you got to come in with the attitude, I'm going to do it, and you just make it happen. Well, even in today's climate of people who view police officers, if you want to see a change in police, come be the change. There you go. If you think you can do it better. Absolutely. And you just come come do it then. Come change policing how it, you sh- should see it fit. That's how you start, by joining and moving up the ranks. And then you can change it however you want to. You realize I said that in the beginning, right? Did you? He did yeah. say that. <laughs> oh, well, I want to be the change. <laughs> I want to see. Oh, He's just re-emphasizing. So. Yeah, I'm just re-emphasizing, Mike. Jeez. Where's your Mike? All right. Take us home, Walcott. Well, I sure appreciate your guys' time today, and I know a lot of the uh, viewers appreciate it, because or, 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 or listeners, I should say. Uh, and uh, I really uh, I think we probably answered a few questions that were – posed to us so uh, uh, until next time we'll be out there protecting the city and say hey to us if you see us just not while we're eating <laughs> hi I'm Randy Smalley from the Memphis Police Association Charitable Foundation and everybody always wants to have one of our shirts hey where did you get that well we have a store just for you to go and check out everything that we have You can go to mpacf.shop and check out some of our shirts. We have a few that you can see. My Mr. Vanna White here. She's my cousin. (laughs) His name's Jeremy White, so.
These are our newest shirts that we have available. Excuse the wrinkles. I'll have Jeremy steam them before we send them to you. Right on top of that. <laughs> um, we do have shipping available, or you can come pick up from the office here at 638 Jefferson. If you have any questions, you can call me at 901-523-7075. And don't forget, we have some on sale, $5. Who doesn't love a $5 t-shirt? Go check it out. Hey, guys. It's uh, John Covington again, your friendly neighborhood chief steward of the Memphis Police Association. And uh, we're here talking. We've got a couple of special guests. We've got uh, Sean Anderson here on the far end, chief operations officer for the Word of Faith Christian Academy right. is here. We also have Officer Antoine Smith from uh, Mount Mariah Station. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it is the best precinct in the city, not yeah. because that's my precinct, but <laughs> exactly. You might, uh, I might yeah. get some argument from some other officers, but uh, I know Officer Smith, and uh, I'm happy to have both of them here. Uh, one of the themes of our show is to talk about and show um, the positive things going on in uh, communities between uh, citizens and uh, community leaders, politicians, officers, and uh, the ways we kind of come together uh, to solve problems. And of course, the biggest problem that we face uh, here in the city is the one of crime. So I'm going to have my uh, guests introduce themselves real quick and start at the end. Uh, Ms. Anderson, can you tell us a little bit yeah. about yourself? Yeah. Well, my education is, uh, my background actually is education and uh, Word of Deliverance Faith Ministries was founded on the premise that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And uh, when I came back to the city from Atlanta, I'd always worked with nonprofits, grew up a preacher's daughter. So I said, Lord, I'm not going to be the one to open up the doors of the church. And here I am <laughs> opening up the doors of the church every day. So I just saw that there was a disconnect between the public service issue and, and, and the churches. And I just wanted to kind of bridge that gap. I just felt like we've got to be working together. You know, if we're going to educate young people, we've got to be working together. I talked to you earlier and I told you, you know, the worst thing that can happen is that the police show up at your house. Right. So they're seeing you at your worst. We've got to educate young people that it is an admirable profession to be a police officer, and we've got to show you all in that light. So we need some communication with you all daily. So I'm just really happy to be here and a part of the change. Well, thank you for being here, and uh, those are wonderful sentiments, and I agree with it. And speaking of admirable folks in uh, police work, uh, this is Officer Smith. I'm trying not to yeah. embarrass him. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's at Mount Moriah. I knew him uh, when I was on the street. And uh, he's become part of the, the Neighborhood Watch and Community Outreach. And uh, I'll go ahead. Everybody I've talked to, from his colonel and other people, said when uh, Officer Smith uh, linked up with this position and doing these things, the whole thing just blossomed and exploded in a positive way. So uh, no pressure. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us how long you've been on, just a little bit about yourself, and then we can uh, talk about things. Appreciate that, John. Uh, again, I'm Officer Eton Smith. I've been on maybe two, three weeks. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I've been on. I'm, I'm, I'm you packed on a <laughs> lot in <into> three weeks. <laughs> wow. um, I'm knocking on the door 13 years. It still feels like my first year. Uh, I'm a native Memphian. Went to Oak Haven High School, airport area. When I first came to Mount Moriah, it was part of Mount Moriah Precinct. And that was one of the reasons why I went there, because I was able to patrol my old neighborhoods and patrol, you know, the stores and everything in the area that I'm very, very familiar with. Um, particularly what I do at Mount Moriah Precinct now is, yes, I do all of our, you know, community outreach. Um, I do our neighborhood watch. I work with our clergy. I work with the businesses. I work with apartments. And I have a PAL program that I'm really, really proud of. I have a program with over 100 I think we had like 114 kids last year. Um, we have a football and cheer program that I'm very, very proud of. You know, I have other officers involved. I have pastors, I have school teachers, I have a couple of different other community people involved. So this gives me an opportunity to show us as far as police officers in a light that they get to see us as everyday people. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I was talking to my kids the other day at practice and right after the the George Flores ruling came out, and I was asking them did they know who was the police officers out here, and they got the name, and then we have a very good conversation about we know different than them. They are part of us, like we're a part of them. So, again, thank you for having us, and I'm excited. 
Well, just hearing uh, Officer Smith speak, you, you know exactly why we had him on, because he is living uh, the, the ideas and themes and, and things that we believe in and see as such a positive in the community. So thank you for being here. Um, well, I guess, uh, how did, um, do you guys remember your first interactions or how, how you got to know each other and what's kind of grown from that? Uh, particularly me, when I first became our neighborhood watch officers, um, I had to become familiar with the people within our group. Ms. Anderson was already a part of our clergy mm -hmm. group. Mm -hmm. yeah. So when I became a part of it, and she was there, and as I got to know one of the people, she was one of the ones who definitely welcomed me in the position. And she definitely one of the people I like to call when I have a great, yeah. I have these bright ideas all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I call her, you know, if I'm getting ready to do a community event, um, she always very, very welcome to whatever bright idea I have. Yeah. Um, you know, she can help host a community cleanup for us. Uh, we did a movie night at a church before. So anything I can call and say, well, Miss Anderson, I have this. She said, well, Alta Smith, let's work. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we were talking before, and uh, can you tell me the role that barbecue played <laughs> in creating your relationship? Because uh, this well, is pretty I good. I will say this. My, my uh, first recollection of him is it's not that memorable. I do remember consistently getting emails from this guy named Officer Smith. Officer Smith. And, you know, being in my position, you get a lot of information. And I'm like, okay, I'll get to it. But he didn't give up. Now, the barbecue story, he called us into the precinct and, you know, he gave us the crime stats. And y'all know that's like watching paint dry on the wall, okay? <laughs> we know we see that played out on television. So there was nothing positive. And all of a sudden, his lieutenant said, okay, we're going to feed you all some barbecue. We just need one of you ministers to bless the meal. And we were like, y'all going to call us in once a month and feed us barbecue? <laughs> yeah, so it was a win-win after that. And we kind of saw that they were here for us. They were here to support us. And quite honestly, it was the interaction that we had longed for. We had longed to be a positive change in our community and we wanted the law enforcement to be seen differently in our communities um i, I don't want to be long-winded but i have a chinese proverb that i thought about it says if you're planning for a year you sow rice if you're planning for a decade you plant trees if you're planning for a lifetime, you educate people. And I think every time he comes, he brings it. He's always willing to talk to our children. There's never been a time that I've asked him to stand in front of our children. He doesn't say, well, what do you want me to say to him, Ms. Anderson? <laughs> I don't have a PowerPoint plan. <laughs> children don't need that. They need right. to be educated. They need to see police officers doing the work that y'all do every day that's positive in our communities rather than what we see played out on television. Think about it. If that's all we see, then that's our perception. So when you come after me, Mr. Smith, I'm going to run from you. <laughs> when you pull me over like you did, I'm shaking, literally. I know I got insurance, but I'm shaking because sure. I'm scared of you because that's the only time I see you. So we wanted to definitely change that dynamic, and he was willing to get in our communities and really get dirty. So I thank him for that. You know, one of the things I, I like about that story is you – as you said, you were expecting cold donuts yeah, and, and, and warm orange, orange juice. juice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, probably more often than not, that meetings like that, serving a meal like that says to the people, we're just going through the motions. Yeah. Here, you know, yeah. we're just doing, we're checking a box. Absolutely. But to come in and actually, to me, the barbecue says, I put some thought into this. Yeah. What will nourish people? I plan for this. I plan for this. And that sent a message. Yeah. And so... I applaud you as usual. I mean, you're just like a natural with this stuff. Uh, but so getting into this uh, idea, I, I talk to people a lot of times and they say, uh, they use they a lot. They'll say they do this. They could be talking about uh, a gender or a race or a profession. They do this, they do that. And I always think that's dangerous because when you say they. Who is they? Who's yeah. they? And yeah. they, or they say, right. they say this, they say that, okay. Right. I like a we or individuals because then you that's who we really are mm -hmm. and so can you talk a little bit about how through your programs of working with kids and you've touched on it uh, a little bit about how they're starting to create this new way of viewing somebody in law enforcement 
Um, particular, like I say, is, is put, sometimes I have my uniform on, particularly with that practice, so they get to kind of see that. And I encourage the people in my other fellow officers in the Mamaroi area to stop by, come mingle with the kids, come let them come get in the car, you know, just come, just be a face, come throw the football with them. Um, because I can remember when I used to be in the streets, I probably shouldn't say this, but <laughs> I always, if I see the kids at the corner, I was that officer who loved to get out and go mm -hmm. play basketball. Mm -hmm. um, I was always that officer in the street. If I see the uncles, whatever, in the yard playing dominoes, let me go play too. Uh, because again, I'm no different than you. Because this mm -hmm. is what my family function do. This is what my cousin, my family, you know, do in a family function. So I always try to do things. I have conversation with them and let them know that we are no different. The uniform don't make me no different than you guys. So I'm just here to help and anybody else in my position i think they will feel the same way yeah that yeah. that's great and because that's i mean because you you talk about planting seeds and educating you know that's yeah. going to impact people's lives and maybe generational mm -hmm. is, is that how they mm -hmm. raise their children and these different interactions mm -hmm. so so whatever the uh, you guys could point to either together or individually what have been some of the what you see is the highlights of some real positive stories where you feel like you can see the fruits of your labor uh, with young people in this yeah. city. Yeah. I'll, I'll speak to that. Well, you know, we, we had the previous director come out quite a bit, and that was surprising that he would come and speak to a group of <laughs> 20 young people, you know, and so we had that a lot. And then, you know, like I said, Officer Smith, just him, and, and I'll say this from my point of view. You know, each one of us has a diverse background. I grew up, my dad fought in the Vietnam War. So I remember seeing him with the machine gun, and I'm like, Dad, we ain't with the war. You, you're back in Memphis, Tennessee, you know. So mm -hmm. I had this thing about guns, and I never told him. But seeing him in his uniform with that gun on his hip kind of took me back to my childhood, and it kind of relaxed some things in me that not all guns are deadly or they're, you know, that's not a bad thing to have a gun on your side, you know. I think for our children, just seeing the uniform, seeing the weapon, seeing that, okay, this weapon isn't here to hurt you. It just re-centers, refocuses, and teaches our students just different things about life that, okay, this is a man, you know, he's separate from his badge because he's talking to us about his wife at that right. point who's in law school. You got a wife? Oh, wow. Your <laughs> wife is going to be an attorney? And then later on, she even came to speak to our, our students in a, in a different program. So it was just, it, it kind of put police officers, because I even hear, heard one of them say, but Officer Smith's not like them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, every one of them that you can pull out of the collective entity yes. makes each officer more human. And, and it's educating them that, okay, that is an admirable profession. I really wanted to be a police officer, but I didn't want to tell anybody. And I hear that from students. I well, hear it a lot, um, yeah. a lot from my wow. kids that I don't hear a lot of, I want to be the athletes, I want to be a football player. It's a lot of my kids pull me to the side mm -hmm. and say, hey, I want to be the police. I see that a lot more. Yeah. I get emails and phone calls, even from citizens that I deal with on a daily you know that they bring the young kids or a teenager to come sit with me we go through the precinct about what do we do so i do see a lot of that more now than i ever have since i've been on mm -hmm. that young individual do want to do this they do think it's cool to do this so and that's one of my highlights to see that and, and that's huge uh mm -hmm. because to me uh police work is a calling mm -hmm. you know to serve and and i truly believe that you brought it something earlier, and we talked about prior to the show, I kind of wanted to touch on. I remember being a little kid, and the first time I saw my teacher in yeah. the grocery store, mm -hmm. it was such a shock to the system. I thought they just <laughs> stayed at the school, and they just kept them there and rolled them out to be boring, mm -hmm. and then rolled them back in. And, yeah. <laughs> but here this person was, they were out shopping in their, their yeah. sweatpants, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a revelation to me. But you talked about in your position in the ministry mm -hmm. that you're uh, held to a Right, a high right, standard right. and this was interesting to me right. I never thought about it could you just kind of talk yeah, about yeah that I, I, I mean anybody I know who is in ministry can relate to the phrase y'all supposed to be Christians 
Like there is this God standard that I have to, and, and there's the same dynamic with police officers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all are supposed to be. So understanding that, <laughs> we, we ought to really understand each other, what we're supposed to do, what I'm supposed to do. But I don't think children, wh- when I get down, and I do, with the suit on, get down in the floor and play Legos with them or play with blocks with them, it's like, Miss Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> and then they touch my hair and all of that, you know, I, you're a real person. Right. You know, and there's a different level of respect, I think, that they have for me when they see me interacting with them. I will tell you this. One thing with Officer Smith, um, he was invited. I told him that he is Dr. Crockett's personal police officer. She speaks very highly of him, and I'm hoping when she prays for the police that she's praying for all of them, not just him. <laughs> right. <laughs> me too. Me too. He came and he sat. You know what that means to see a police officer sit in your presence? Because at some point, you're vulnerable to everybody. You know, you see police officers standing over you, you're in your car. Okay, you got the position of authority. But when you see them sit with you, you know, we say Jesus sat with us. Okay, that means a lot. And I've seen that from this precinct. They're willing to sit with us. That means we can have a dialogue where we're both just people talking. Right, and that's... And I'm so glad you, you talked about that because it gave me a new perspective to even think about it. And, yeah. and that's so important to uh, just that that openness yeah. and to be real and to be uh, to not be the they to be. Yeah. And uh, but of course, you know, we're we're held to high standards as exactly. well. We should be because we're and then you're you're held to high as well. You as should, I be. should be. But right. we're human. Right. And uh, some. Uh, you know, and we just want to make sure that people understand that too, yeah. and to see us as, as real people with real lives yeah. and, and everything. So that's that's fantastic. Uh, so what what do you what do you have going on right now or upcoming that you're excited about? Oh, where do I start? <laughs> well, tell me what uh, you don't have planned. It might be shorter, you know. But no, nah, uh, I, I know because oh, you got a lot of stuff always. Definitely is one of those There's not enough hours in a day. Um, My day particularly starts at 6 a.m. And I don't make it home a lot of evenings to after 9. Again, my youth program is something that I definitely do hang my hat on. We actually doing our spring practice, getting ready to do some spring games to get the kids back active. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's definitely one of the things. We have a breast cancer event that we host in her church. Yeah. Okay, great. And we're doing another one at the precinct. Um, the good thing about that, that I, as I'm learning uh, about it, that a lot of, you know, ladies don't have the funds or don't have access right. don't to Don't have go, the desire, I will say that. Um, and the go. event is May 3rd, so. And May 3rd, okay. Mm-hmm. Easy, that's my birthday, <laughs> easy to remember. No. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wants to send gifts, that's fine. Uh-huh. But I, can, is there something, uh, your event, May 3rd, is there a, contact information or yeah. something they can do to, su- yeah. to support um, that it's the mobile breast clinic and i will tell you this i get a lot of pushback from women of color mm-hmm. about having their breast checked and you know what's the alternative to go through a breast cancer chemo and all of that right you know let's just get this done ladies and it's may 3rd if you need additional information call the church office it's 901-744-4083 you can ask for miss anderson or miss coleman um like i said there's a lot of pushback in our communities about preventative things we have this thing where i don't want to know it if i don't know then it's not going to hurt me right and that's not the way it works and uh well i can say probably uh i just turned i'm about to turn 52 i know shocking but uh <laughs> You know, having to uh, getting a colonoscopy, yeah. you know, just this whole yeah. thing of getting people to realize that a little prevention, right? It might be embarrassing, it might What's be uncomfortable, the but the alternative right. is unheard of. So, but that that's a great event. I'm glad you're doing that. And I'm glad. Hopefully, we can uh, generate some. I hope so. I folks. really hope so. It's it's not optional care. That's right. what we need for women to know. That's not optional. That's something that you deserve. That you need every year. Right. So uh, thank you for doing that. And I guess it, as we start to wrap up, I do want to talk about uh, the neighborhood watch mm-hmm. aspect. Um, and I'm a great believer in uh, community involvement because it, it takes everybody working together uh, mm-hmm. to make a better Memphis. And um, so has it been effective? Have, oh. have people been involved and has it grown? Or what would you like to see happen? Or 
Um, particularly, yes. Um, particularly at Mount Precinct, it definitely have grown tremendously since I've been there. Um, our neighborhood watch meeting when we was able to do things in, in person used to be standing room only. Mm. So it used to be very, very good information. The information that as far as how the communities work together, even our clergy, our clergy churches can get in there. They can talk about different programs, different things that they're doing. Same thing with our neighborhood, neighborhood watch program. And if something happened in one neighborhood, mm -hmm. the other neighborhood here, gotcha. to, to, to hear the information. So they definitely share and definitely very active uh, groups. Because um, even with the blue light camera, one group might does very well with it. Another group can go reach out to them and say, hey, how did you do this? Or how many do y'all have? So it definitely works particularly within our crime stats. So the areas that participate very, very well, we see very good results in those areas. And once again, we get back to those themes of communication and yeah. talking and, and working together and trying to solve problems together. Yeah. Well, I want to tell you, I thank both of you for being here. You're both doing fantastic thank work you. to make thank this city better. And, and that's what it's all about. So um, again, thank you. And uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks. Hi, this is Officer Covington, Chief Steward of the Memphis Police Association, welcoming you to another show. And I'm also not swinging back and forth like I was the first time we shot this. And so I'm learning. It's a whole new experience for all of us. I'm not moving or tapping my pen. But uh, we're happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. We've got a great show tonight. We've got Sean Anderson from the Word of Faith Christian Academy. Uh, she's a community leader, a pastor, and someone who's got a great message. We've got Officer Smith from Mount Moriah Precinct who does great work in the community uh, with Neighborhood Watch and all kinds of programs working with young people. And as a special treat, we've got three officers who are going to sit up here and kind of talk <laughs> like real everyday people. They're going to be, uh, you're going to find them interesting, passionate, funny, and slightly goofy. And that's why we like them. That's why I think you'll like them too. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the show and uh, see you soon. Shout, shout.